Hello, this is Jackie Mason. Who else would talk like this? You'd probably say, I never did anything for you. I'm going to do something for you now. Buckle up. It's a lot safer that way. This is an important message from the CDC. You have been recognized as someone who has been in direct contact with a person or persons who have COVID-19 coronavirus. You are required to remain where you are and self-quarantine for 14 days and possibly more due to your small wiener. Tiny wieners have will in more quarantine days. Wiener size like yours could triple your time. Please be advised that you have a tiny wiener. Auspicious beginning. Sure, it's a talk show. You know, people phone in and make a beef. Oh, what about? Whatever happens to bug you, that's what you talk about. Sometimes he agrees with the caller, other times he sets him straight. My world is fire and blood. Terrorizing itself. The earth is sour. Our bones are poisoned. We have become half life. As the world fell, each of us in our own way was broken. It was hard to know who was more crazy. Me or everyone else. 
Here, I'm in the Hawk. I'm hunkered down in the Hawk, where Burr shot Hamilton. Where there's now a monument to it. Down on the riverfront, where no one goes anymore. Because everything is shut down. It's me, Chris T, here with a new and live aerial view. Live talk radio, 760-422-5528 is the number here. I'm going to be joined in just a bit by good friend uh, Keith Hartel, who's in quarantine. Having his quarantinis there in Hoboken, where I lived for uh, just shy of 12 and a half years. 12 and a half years there on Adams Street between 6th and 7th, across from Saletti Brothers. And the sign shop. And uh, oh, on the corner, Molina's. How can I forget Molina's Pizzeria? My sustaining life force for all those years. I got I got so in with those guys at Molina's. Tony and I think Tony. That uh, I had it worked out, you know, because Hoboken was a bitch to park in. And I had it worked out with one of the Tonys. Name may have not been Tony. I don't remember. But I would say to him, because I was in there all the time, because I, I refused to make food in my apartment. I mean, I would make some food, something you could make in one pot, or I would open a can or something. But I, the oven was like horrifying. I lived in this railroad apartment, and the kitchen was all the way at the back, with the bathroom just off the kitchen. It was a squalid little place, but the rent was cheap. And there I was in the midst of all the action, all the, all the action, the action. And now, everybody's stuck there. They're self-quarantining. They're trying to do what Phil Murphy is telling them to do in the great state of New Jersey. And you know, the wife and I, Sweet T and I, we watched Phil Murphy the other day do his talk. And it was very reassuring. It made me feel like some of the people in charge are actually smart. Some of them actually know what they're talking about. They're not telling people to potentially... Inject a disinfectant. By the way, this uh, program, this particular show, brought to you by new heart salad dressing from the good people at Clorox. Take heart, for example. The low-calorie, low-cholesterol salad dressing from the laundry people, Clorox. The number here is 760-422-5528. 760-422-5528. I... I I don't know about this year 2020, man. This is going to be the year that everything went to shit. That all the chickens came home to roost. And roost they are. Indeed, they are roosting. Oh, those chickens. How they love to roost. I'm not really sure what roosting is, but I think it's like you sit on top of the eggs and wait for them to hatch, right? Isn't that roosting? I'm not really positive. Something like that. 760-422-5528. 760-I-CALL-AV. That number is in Palm Springs, but but I'm not. I'm in the Hawk. We hawking. Down here, right across from Midtown Manhattan. Oh, what a place to be right now. And uh, I'd be lying if I said things weren't a little scary. I'm a little concerned because I, I, I look at America right now and I think... Oh my God, maybe someone ate a bat, but we have gone batshit crazy. And it's going to take Batman to bail us out of this. I don't even think Batman's got the goods, really. I think superheroes are now like, fuck you. Just like celebrities, we're all like, fuck you. And yet, and yet, because I know so many... um, Folks on social media that I met while doing years and years on the trucking radio. I I still hear from truckers all the time. And man, they are sending me some amazing shit. I got a thing today where a guy, Keith Hartel, 
cut out the middleman and just said basically that the Dems had created this virus to bring the president down because the president was doing so well. So they cut out all the middlemen, the George Soroses and the Bill Gateses. They just went right to like Nancy Pelosi. So I immediately yeah. picture like Nancy Pelosi in a lab with a test tube and a Bunsen burner and just just cooking up a virus. It's going to finally take this motherfucker out. If it, if it takes killing a million people, that's what I'll do. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I just think that if the Democrats really had that kind of, you know, uh, the Dr. Evil level apparatus to do this sort of thing, Hillary would be president right now. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, right. It's kind yeah, of basic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me tell you, uh, tell everyone who Keith Hartel is. I have known Keith Hartel uh, for God knows how many years now. I'm only, I refuse to count. Because we, we're all living in the now. Anyway, fuck the past. And who knows? The future isn't guaranteed. As Joe Strummer said, the future is unwritten. So uh, there, mm. there might literally be, uh, you know, no future. No future for you. It's like it was supposed to not come true, right, Keith Hartel? I mean... I mean, I don't think Johnny Rotten was like trying to predict, uh, but right now I feel like the future is is not guaranteed. How do you feel? Well, as it happens, I just watched this fascinating documentary called Hypernormalization, and it sets things in motion. It's about why everything is the way it is. But like, long story short, they kind of put ground zero at 1975 where like New York went broke and couldn't get any money from the government. So the bankers took over New York City and started making all the decisions. And then at the same time, the old Assad from the 70s was was trying to shore up like the Palestinians to be a force against like Israel and Western imperialism in the Middle East. And Henry Kissinger set out to destroy that. And that set in motion all of those, you know, very familiar hostilities in the Middle East. And that those things were happening around the same time Johnny Rotten was singing No Future. And I believe that this is, I, I, I mean, I don't think No Future, but I, I'm seriously looking at now and, you know, kind of recent times and post-internet times as like history is over. History like, is the, over. How do, what, do you, what do you mean when you say history? What does that even mean? History is over. Well, that everything from up till now. This is a, that's over. It's like this it's like the I, movie of the story well, of everything that's happened till now. It's I, over. This listen, is the end I, of this. It's funny thing. you say that because I've been referring to this as a bright dividing line, and there will be yeah. the things that you leave behind on one side and the things that you carry with you on the other side. This is going to be a demarcation. We're all going to think back and go. You you remember when that pandemic swept the earth and we had an immoral incompetent in charge? How did we ever live through that? Yeah, um, well, I think in the big picture, I mean, because of the fact that it's global and the fact that it's going to go on indefinitely. I mean, I mean, speaking of like all the many things that uh, crazy shit that Trump has said, he said a couple of things that are very revealing just as far as the realness of how things are is because he said, like, the economists have no idea what's going to happen. Like, he's like, I think it's going to be good. But you know what? No one knows. Like, he actually just he Trump. Think about this guy, Trump, saying, no one What do you mean, think about him? I've been doing I nothing but thinking about him every day since he rode down that elevator. He's been a constant presence in our lives for low these four years. And, and, and I want to stop thinking about him. I think we all need a break from this motherfucker because every day with this guy, there's something. Like, just when you think, he can't go any lower, there is, that's the lowest thing he's done. He does something that's even dumber and stupider and lower, and and I I can't take it anymore. I'm like done. I this is too much for my limbic system, Keith Hartel. So well, he doesn't he doesn't matter because he said two things yesterday. So I told you the first thing he said. No, no one knows what happens to the economy in the future. No one has a plan for it. And he also said they asked him like, you know, is this going to extend another month? You know, and he just goes. Um, this thing is going to keep on getting extended until people feel safe. The guidelines. So Trump, while he's still trying to project optimism and kind of spitball some like weird theories, 
just don't underestimate the significance that Donald Trump is actually just saying, like, we don't know what's going to happen. That's Trump is saying that. And that is unprecedented almost for any kind of fucking public leader, the government, the authorities like. And that's where going back to why, you know, the people are going so crazy is that the all the authorities, they don't know, like this. No one knows what the thing is exactly. They don't know how to stop it exactly. And there's a lot of contradicting speculations and experiments and no one knows, you know, what level of legitimate every single different thing you hear is. Um, I'm so, with you. So I'm it's still ca- with chaos. you. Yeah, it is chaos. That's see, that's the thing. It is like going back to 1977 because I mean, we're not not only were the songs about no future, they were about chaos. They, it was I kept. That's the first time I heard that word nihilism, and and nihilism led, of course, to a band uh, that I was in being named the Nihilistics. But but you know, for yeah. so long, I didn't really understand what Nietzsche meant when he ta- when he spoke about nihilism and and uh, what sartre meant when he talked about the, this whole idea of existentialism and this idea of being so completely unconcerned with anything that you don't care if everything is destroyed and that that's kind of the that's kind of your approach to life is this idea of like uh if it all goes to hell that's what systems do anyway so what am, who am i come on what part am i going to play in this grand scheme and and so to actually see it in practice to live through historic times i mean i'm trying to think to myself like what if i could time travel keith hartel back to the great depression you know back to the last great economic calamity what if i could time travel back to 1918 and by the way i'm not saying any of these things to suggest to anybody out there that they create a podcast with this as the theme because motherfucker there are already too many podcasts in the world and if i hear about one more covid19 adjacent podcast i will lose my mind i'm already losing my mind but please think twice maybe three times before you launch your covid19 podcast that's all i'm gonna say the podcast about a thing that no one knows about (laughs) yeah uh the thing that nobody knows about and i was saying to you earlier today that that is the biggest problem is that we have really um entered as you put it terra incognita and meaning that we, we this is not charted territory and even paul krugman in the times was saying as much and 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 obviously uh people are leaning down and saying in trump's ear you, you you could end up killing millions of people. We got to back off, baby. Let's back off a little bit. And and maybe they're trying to tamp this guy down because his inclination, as we saw the other day, is to tweet directly to the citizens of a state whose even Republican governors are saying, please don't go out, essential workers only, go for medicine, go to the bank, but that's it. We got to try to flatten the curve. We closed all the rural hospitals. We're totally fucked. And he is con- he's contravening them directly to the people. And, and he wants to lay this all at the feet of these governors, especially Democratic governors. Today, just today, he spoke about how New York and New Jersey were fucked up way before this pandemic. And motherfucker, we get nothing back. We get 90 cents back in New Jersey for every dollar we send to the federal government. People in New York City get 91 cents back. We're paying for you fucking people like the people of Kentucky, ruled by Mitch McConnell, who for every dollar they send to the federal government, Keith Hartel, get $2.61 back in federal money. And they have the fucking balls. And that prick has the balls to complain about New York and Mitch McConnell, especially how he's not going to help New York and New Jersey, that maybe they should explore bankruptcy. Go fuck yourself. Didn't Mitch McConnell, though, also cut off aid to his own state? I, w- I don't doubt it. I mean, so what? No, that, that was mean, a big story. That was a big fucking to do. Like, really? you know, people made a big deal out of that a couple days a couple days ago. Okay. I am so a couple of days behind the curve. You know why, Keith Hartel? Because I'm trying not to read the news <laughs> so much. I can't take it. Like I said, no, it's, limbic system. It's very repetitive. Yeah, it is. How are you, by the way? <laughs> Let's check in with you and uh, Tammy Faye. I know uh, Tammy Faye Starlight is going to be doing something online soon that probably would have happened in person if we were living in insane fucking Babylon Berlin times. So you want to hmm. fill us in on the de- details if I'm not putting you on the spot? You're putting me on the spot only in the sense that I don't know exactly what it is. I know she's involved in some kind of 
Misha online right. something about her that she was interviewed for today. But um, yeah. okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't go on Facebook that much, so I don't know what's going on with her. Really. Well, where are you then? If you're not, because I do see you on uh, face masks, because I like to call it from time to time. But are you uh, elsewhere? Are you on TikTok, which we now know is owned and directed by the Chinese government? Is it not? We should be on there. I, I'm in Twitter. I'm on Twitter, um, um, owning the neo libs. Nice. Well, you know, it's funny because Twitter, even though I have a Twitter account, I it's probably the place I, I don't spend a lot of time out of uh, between Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. It's probably the place I go because I, I just basically have things forwarded from other places. I feel like I'm not giving Twitter its due. Maybe I'm being disrespectful. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What well, Twitter's say. a piece of shit like everything else. But like I, I like to I like the argument. Like if I'm going to get like in a, in, a, in a fucked up argument, I want it not to be like. A friend of my friend. <laughs> yeah, well, that seems to and, happen and then to get me a message from someone going like, "What's with this guy?" Like, uh, I don't. Uh, uh, you know, I um, I, I probably am guilty of that because you bring in some uh, interesting folks. Uh, to, you bring you bring inter- interesting threads together, much like I do. I was saying a moment ago, I still have a lot of truck drivers who were friendly with me, and they send me mm-hmm. stuff that would blow your mind, and I don't know whether to share it. More widely, it feels like almost like disrespectful in a way. Like, look at this thing this truck driver sent me. But I'm still amazed by how in the tank people are for the guy that ran the U.S. economy over a cliff and is on track to kill uh, uh, lots lots of Americans because of his inaction and his ineptitude. And so why? I mean, have you broken down people's reluctance to say i backed the wrong horse does it when you're sitting around well after yeah you, yeah i've broken it down please break it down but, well well the first thing is though is that um this covid19 thing i would say anecdotally from talking to people i know who have voted for trump because the republicans and then also just like um statistically um, this is this is really the first thing that is actually taking real chunks out of his support from the, you know, what you would call people that voted for him, not necessarily the MAGA cult or whatever. But yeah. then they now, if you're if you're voted, looking at like, are they people that, that might have voted for Obama four years earlier? Because I hear a lot about people who uh, voted for Obama twice and then switched to Trump, and I'm thinking that's because of their hatred, deep, deep hatred for Hillary Clinton. This is totally legitimate, oh, but uh, just kidding. But no, I, I, and I don't think it was because of that. I mean, well, that's that's. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna forego that tangent. But you know, they no, say it's because of the conditions that fo- came about by the time of 2016. Well, let's follow this led thread to for- dissatisfaction with the neoliberal, okay. neoconservative axis. I'm speaking with Keith Hartel. We're on Aerial View Live on thehoundnyc.com. We're uh, just approaching the halfway point of the program. This program is a live talk radio show, and uh, every Sunday you can hear a hound howl at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by Crashing the Party, Doo-Wop Chop Chop in the Air with Mark and Miriam, and they're people that are playing actual records. I refuse to call it vinyl, Keith Hartel. I feel stupid. When I refer yeah, you don't to records, want to be that guy. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy. Like uh, they play vinyl. <laughs> They're playing real vinyl, but it's true. Uh, there is actual turntables hooked up to actual shit, and they're playing actual records. And uh, again, three p.m. The Hound Howl, and then five p.m. Crash in the Party. But you were you were leading us towards a, a conclusion. Yeah. you were you were leading us somewhere. So bleed on. Why the people? The hardcore. Well, because what Trump represents and. You know, this gets into a lot of the um, the mainstream media and, you know, the neoliberal axis likes to um, they would like to do this conflating um, Trump and Sanders in order to, um, you know, disqualify Sanders. But what Trump and Sanders have in common and what they both appealed to and why there was some crossover in that voting thing is that they were both like, you know, you can't trust this government. This government has fucked you every which way. That was kind of both of their message. So right now with the coronavirus, like you have um, people that are um, like that have the idea that the government, like that the federal government is just always overreaching and, and wants to control your life is like, like divorcing, like the real threat of coronavirus, the real health issues it is. Let's just look at what's happened. 
is like we're finding ourselves in a new normal that goes on indefinitely, probably sort of forever in some sense, is that now it's like the government tells you when you can leave your house or not, whether you can work, and that what they're starting to talk about is like, okay, maybe they'll invent a vaccine or Bill Gates, which is, you know, that's a trigger word right there. He's going to invent a vaccine where the new thing is, and you know, a lot of these people are kind of uh, very skittish about vaccines as well. So gotcha. they're going to make I'm a vaccine that you, everyone yes. is required to get. And then you have to get like some kind of chip implanted in you that in order to do any kind of business or work anywhere, you have to have this chip. That means you had the vaccine. And, and then that's the mark of the beast. And they control, they, they monitor all your movements. Like, yeah. So what I'm saying uh, is that the hardcore Trump supporters are very paranoid of the federal government, which is completely rational paranoia. Um, it just happens that sometimes like it really does turn out. It seems to me as, you know, anecdotally, yeah, actually keeping everyone away from each other, social distancing, everyone shut up in their houses is the way to avoid infection. Well, let let me, let me, let let me let you in on something, Keith Hartel, for just a moment, because, you know, I did speak to truck drivers for 12 years. So I, 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 I got the early clue to a new direction, as it said in hard days night, and I understood where things were going. Uh, because if I, I always say, if you had to send some truckers in a room and tell them to build a perfect president, they would have emerged with Donald Trump. That's the guy they would have come out with. He was he yeah. was built especially for them because he's a just telling it like it is, shooting from the hip. I trust my gut kind of president, and so are truck drivers. And and Donald Trump has had a life had a lifetime of feeling disrespected, like just because he was yep. rich, people didn't respect him. Truck drivers every day, I would speak to them for twelve years. Keith Hartel, they would someone would mention the word respect. No one respects us. They don't respect us. We get no respect out on here on the road. How come the president doesn't respect us? And then all it took is for a candidate to even mention truck drivers. And they lost their shit because finally they were like, someone, someone is at least acknowledging us. And yes, truck drivers are heroes because they're going to keep the supply lines flowing. But they're also part of the problem because they're so conspiracy minded. And and a lot of them are so conservative and paranoid. And they spend a lot of time alone, the original social distancingers. And they listen to a lot of shit that feeds they're already conspiracy-minded approach to life, and they emerge from that truck cab spouting the most incredible nonsense you've ever heard in your life, and it gets around, boy. It, it gets around. It flies around really quickly, and I don't know. That's what's depressing me nowadays, Keith Artell. How, how, what would you say to buck up somebody who was like, God damn, there's a lot of stupidity out there. What if the stupidity wins? The stupidity won fucking um stupidity was has been stupidity is undefeated that has got it i wish this i wish i hadn't already named this episode because it would be called stupidity is undefeated uh yeah you know yeah i agree with you i think stupidity is strong especially american stupidity the what, let, talk but, for a I minute, mean, if you will, about the American strain of stupidity, because I could argue well, that every country is stupid in its own way. But like, how is America especially stupid? Do you think? Well, here's the thing I was just saying to Tammy, which I just I just was thinking about this today because it was watching the Biden Twitter account zing Trump for his like like fucking inject Clorox thing. And then everything that comes back at Biden, and this is a lot of liberal left wing and probably more leftist, whatever types that are just getting be like, dude, you can't even fucking talk. You didn't even write this tweet like that they're saying to him. So this is what's hilarious is because in 2016, before the, the article in Politico came out before the election, when they assumed Hillary was winning, that that there was there was the thing that was in WikiLeaks where there they had actively, you know, aggressively colluded with the media to promote Trump as a Pied Piper candidate so Hillary could run against an un, a a guy that could never win an election. So, and it just happened, that guy won the election. So right now, with them trying to prop up Biden as a thing, it's almost like the Democrats were like, okay, um, no, we tried to get an unwinnable guy against our person, but the unwinnable one won. So now, I guess our only tr- we got to go unwinnable, and maybe that works. And the thing is, it might. It might. 
meaning Biden? I mean, it, it might in the sense that I mean, Trump might just lose. I mean, I think that Trump is essentially running unopposed in a sense. Um, as far as like putting him against Biden, I think he's running unopposed and he still could definitely lose. I, uh, I, I, you know, I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around how you crash the American economy and kill a lot of Americans and, and skirt the responsibility for that. So, I mean, and, and I'm sure you've thought about this. So how, how will he skirt responsibility and try to say and sidestep all of this? Because famously, Truman had that sign on his desk that said the buck stops here. And, yeah, and, yeah, and Trump you know, it, yeah. And obvi- obviously oh. Trump is like, it's not my responsibility. So how does, I mean, he's already, to me, building the permission structure. He's going to lay it at the feet of the governors who wouldn't open up the states and but what else is well, he going to do? Yeah, well, here, here's here's the big what else because I don't think it's about what Trump does or doesn't do. Like, I mean, the bottom line is like talking about, and this is the mistake, of course, Democrats are making because they make fun of stupid stuff he says, and then the, the bad decisions he makes will be mentioned very seriously in serious tones, but they don't they don't get the the same kind of play. Like, they don't spread out as much. The real like these are the bad decisions he made. They're still mostly yeah, making fun me, of his behavior but, but, at but, press conferences. Yeah, but I got to stop you. I gotta, then, yeah, I got to stop you for a minute that? because I I got to stop yeah. you for a minute because you, that's true. But I think um, I, I would I would vary what you just said a little bit. I would say uh, it gets spread around social media and other places. But journalists, I think, are reporting the stuff that he actually does, and I think journalists no, they, are, they are reporting it. No, yeah. that's true. That's, yeah, yeah. It, it, but it's the journalism meaning stuff people read. It's not what they watch on TV. It's right. not what gets played over again. It's not the soundbite. But here's a perfect example of how Trump would win. I mean, just as far as the, by the Democrats making sure it happens, because I wouldn't give him any credit for the way he was able to do it, except for that, just letting the Democrats beat themselves. Because what did like after Trump like attacked, like he put out an ad against Biden that just had Biden going to China and Hunter Biden getting a loan for that Burisma, which that's factually true. That did happen. And then it has some out of context quotes of Biden saying, like, you know, China should be doing good. Like, you know, real. And listen, no one is going to argue with you that 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 Joe Biden is is a is a shitty candidate. I'm not going to stand here and and, and sit or sit here. But then the Biden campaign came back with their ad and their ad went full xenophobic against China, saying Trump is the one. Now they're trying to make Trump with China. Um, Now he owes um, China money. And that Trump is weak on China compared to Biden, and they're trying to turn China into the new Russia. And that shit is going to backfire if they do that, because it's like basically what Biden did was he put out an ad after Trump made an ad that put Biden kind of like, you know, like he's not right on China. Biden comes back with an ad. You are worse on China. That's how the Democrats lose. If that if they do, if they pursue that. And that's that I was their first like move. And that means they're, they're trying to cultivate. Their, they still have this fantasy. They don't like the liberal left people. They don't like the socialism. They don't like like they want the same things that the mainstream Republicans want, except they love abortions and the Republicans hate abortions. But aside from that, they just want all the same shit. And then there's this whole thing that the CIA like like this ambient like when Trump started blaming China, it was supposed to be first very bad. And then you start to see more and more reputable news sources being like, no, China's pretty fucked up. And then if you go down, you know, what the the alternate press and they start talking about like, no, the thing about, you know, blaming China for everything and being xenophobic about China is a CIA talking point. But then you go back to the other hand is like, well, it really worked out bad for us that McKinsey recommended to China to to their the pharmaceutical companies that China makes all the ingredients for medicine. Fucking mess. But anyway, that's why Trump skirts skirt right, responsibility. All, to, everything I, I just said. Hang on a minute, because I want to. All right, I want to tease. I'm, I want to try to tease out a little bit of what you've said, because uh, <laughs> here it is, six thirty-five, and you and I are chatting amiably on a Friday night, and I, I want to try to 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 contextualize some of the things that you mentioned. Uh, by yeah. the way, the number here is seven six zero four two two five five two eight. My number is in Palm Springs. I am not. Uh, Keith Hartel is with me here. In lockdown in Hoboken, New Jersey, where I spent 12 years one day. And uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, so, yeah, listen, I uh, everything that you said, I, I could kind of sign off on. There may be a few things that are a bridge too far for me personally. I mean, I do, th- I, I do tend to be less... 
conspiracy-minded than other people. I, I do feel like the federal government, there are two parts of the federal government. There's the one that is like the surveillance clamp down apparatus and there's the one that's like the civil service and the state department and the part of the federal government that for instance in canada which it where it would be the provincial government is appreciated by people because it is a force that's large enough and coordinated enough to take on these large things these big things like pandemics for instance because the states mm-hmm. can't really, the provinces in Canada can't do it alone. But, you know, from Janet's cousin who lives up in Canada, went up there with her husband years years ago so he could do some research without having to apply for grants every year like he would have to do down here, uh, medical research. And um, she always points out that, you know, the, the Canadians, they're okay with... Um, they're okay with the government. They don't have this view of the government as this predatory force. And and I would always say, well, you know, that view was baked into the creation of this country. We we came about because we threw off the shackles of a monarchy. We didn't like King George. He had the syphilis and the gonorrhea, and he was out of his mind. And he uh, did that taxation without representation shit that we can't stand. And so we threw him over, and we did it at the at the barrel at the at the end of a barrel. And 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 it was really uh, uh it was really weaponry that helped us win the day so we were born in blood and cheating we were and born cheating. in death and blood and of course we're death obsessed but I-, I would argue the gop may be more death obsessed than the democrats only because they consistently put you know profits before people they have people like uh, that representative from texas uh, dan patrick who went out there and said hey i'm willing to take a bullet for this here coronavirus so what if i gotta die i don't want to mortgage future generations but here's the thing is though is like is like the fact that the democrats like you know hillary clinton in 2016 saying like single-payer health care will never happen the whole thing you're saying about canada is like a as far as like a like a benevolent human services government you know their signature thing to our world or at least our political argumenting arguing world is that they have that like single-payer health care and the Democrats will fucking stop that as hard. They, and that, that to me is putting, that's putting profits before life. I, so it's I, like, yeah, I, these, I, I'd say the I, GOP yeah, is but more overt. But I, I disagree, but and I'll tell you corrupt what. And, yeah, I, and, I disagree. And nihilistic about, um, I, I disagree, and I'll you know, tell you what. Money, money, money. Yeah, yeah, I disagree, and I'll tell you why. I disagree because I feel that uh, what the calculus before the pandemic is different than the calculus now. I feel like if the pandemic had struck three or four months earlier, I don't know if people would have rushed to the polls to pick the quote-unquote sure thing because they were so scared of the title of democratic socialist that they ran in the other direction. They ran to the sure, what they saw as the sure thing. And you and I, Keith Hartel, can argue that it's not so sure. It's not a sure thing. That doesn't uh, that doesn't detract from how people voted, and 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 I don't think that the primary vote was rigged. I mean, uh, otherwise you would have to start uh, arguing. It absolutely, you know, it totally, it was totally fucking rigged. How was it rigged? Iowa was utterly rigged. Iowa was one hundred percent rigged, and then the fact that two like the two other main compet- competitors. That Buttigieg, you know that no one has ever dropped out ever in history. I mean, we've only been electing by primary since like 1912. No one in history ever dropped out before Super Tuesday after placing top three in the first like three contests. That that was rigged. That was a rigging. And then there was all sorts well, of you reports were, wait, of wait, voter wait, irregularities, wait, voter suppression. Okay. It was fucking all right. rigged. Absolutely all right. but, but let me but let me ask you this question. We might have different definitions of what rigging means because do you do yeah. you call rigging when former President Obama gets on the phone and starts calling people and saying, It's not your year, man. It's not your year. Maybe next year is your year. Next time next election is your time but right now yes yes is that yeah, rigging? Know, yeah, yeah without 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 hesitation that's rigging that because that's to, fucking that I call to that me rigged. is putting your thumb on the scale that's not rigging thing 
It's you weird. know what? Putting the thumb on the scale is a nice way. that They use that putting the thumb on the scale so Bernie Sanders can admit the thing was rigged against him without using the language of rigging. That phrase is a bullshit phrase that was invented to justify being able to live with the fact that the 2016 primaries are rigged. And then and there's a lot of reports of the, the voter irregularities, you know, like um, you know, people that were like college hey, students hey, you know, or hey, in black Keith. communities that didn't have access right. to voting machines. But, like every but, complaint but, that's ever but, made about the GOP but, was made about the Democratic Party. But you're not going to get me to disagree that Bernie Sanders would have been a better candidate ultimately, but things are where they are now. We can't fix backwards. What do we do now? What do no, we, we do now? We our houses, man, and what watch we, Netflix. We, we, we hang out in our houses and watch Netflix? Is that what you said? We, yes, and the people from the six states where their vote matters should probably vote for Biden. <laughs> and just hope there's a better, like, you know, fucking bureaucracy that's more competent and organized. Oh, but, yeah, that's... that's you always- are the best at damning with faint praise that I've ever met. I mean, really, I have met... Some great practitioners of damning with faint praise, but you were, you're like, they eh, should probably vote for Joe Biden, but you know, I'm not gonna tell you what to do. You do what you want. By the way, Tammy Faye is gonna be part of this amazing event on Saturday, April 25th, 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time Live. It's thismomentrally.org, and there's a lot of folks on this bill, including Gloria Steinem, Nona Hendricks, Kate Pearson, Sweet Honey and the Rock, Betty. When's the last time? Are Betty going to play, by the way? Jill Sobuel. I don't know. How do you pronounce her last Jill, name? Jill Sobuel. Sobuel. That's her name is pronounced Sobuel. I, I've never yeah. heard it pronounced. Kate, I've only read it. Kate Rigg and many more this Saturday. That's tomorrow from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern time. Your wife is very talented, as is my wife. I think both of yeah, us married up. We have yeah, yeah, talented yeah, yeah. wives. Yeah, yes. Absolutely married up. But uh, also John Fugelsang, yeah. who I worked with. At my old job, uh, and Kara Swisher, whose podcast I actually listen to, and a whole bunch of other people are going to be part of this tomorrow, 1 to 3 p.m. at thismomentrally.org. And uh, if you befriend Tammy Faye on Facebook, you might even be able to get to the URL with one single click. I really like that people are trying to do different things during this goddamn quarantine. Are, are you able to teach guitar remotely? Because I, I you and I oh, talked, yeah. and you That's said you... worked out really well, actually. Okay. Why? You don't have to smell the, have the one kid that smells like cheese all the time? I mean, what, why has it worked out so oh, no, well? No, 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 not in that sense. I mean, because, I mean, um, it's just meaning that, like, a good chunk... I guess probably more than half of the students that I had before quarantine, I'm doing, um, you know, video, you know, Zoom or whatever, WhatsApp, and added a student like it, like in other words, it's a it's it's proven to be an ongoing viable. I can still work, so that makes me a very you know fortunate. I'm in the fortunate class. The people that are working from home, you know, that's fortunate. That's the most fortunate scenario you can really kind of have right now. I think. Yeah. I know some of those people, but I also know, as I was saying earlier, some truck drivers who were out there on the roads. And and I want to go back to that for a minute because, you know, I am very conflicted about how to interact with them on social media. I mean, I I almost set this one guy on blast today who essentially said, mm-hmm. you know, what I what I started the show with, that he, he made this – he made – he responded to this thing that I put up, which was a, a, either an opinion piece or an editorial from the New York Times, the MSM, the mainstream media. Yeah. Wrote the old great lady. They lied us. They lied us into a war. Well, they, they uh, are. Well, you're saying that a little bit joking around, but it's like, to me, that just, you just state that those things are just factually, it is, that is true. No, it doesn't I, mean nothing. It doesn't mean that they don't write stuff that's true. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I, yeah, I, no, they I, deserve I, to be besmirched. I think they <laughs> permanently, totally I think they permanently hurt the brand with that. I think that that's really what's opened the door uh, to fake news, and 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 it's even cited yeah. by people who like to say fake news. So I have no disagreement with that whatsoever. But I still feel like we need some place that we can agree upon. I mean, some some source because. You know, that to me is the crux of the issue is that in somewhere in the 1980s, Rupert Murdoch came here and decided to start this thing, Fox News, and Roger Ailes turned it into this ultimate propaganda arm of this death cult that we call the GOP. And it's worked really well. I mean, it's been very successful. There are people who 
don't I, I mean you could even argue that Fox News is tries to be accurate but the personalities that the president is locked in this uh, feedback loop with namely Sean Hannity and Laura Ingraham and Tucker Carlson to some degree they they I don't know that they really know what the fuck they're talking about so it, it is a little Tucker worrisome Carlson, actually Tucker Carlson is not that at all yeah, because Tucker Carlson will contradict the president or the GOP on on like some kind of populist level. Like he he does that routinely. Like and he was the only person on all three networks, MSNBC, CNN, and Fox. Tucker Carlson was the only person that when Trump assassinated Soleimani, and and Iran was escalating the tensions, you know that that Tucker Carlson was just like, no, this is fucked up. You don't do this. This is stupid. This is bad for everyone. Bad people want this. And Tucker Carlson was saying that on Fox while John Bolton was sending congratulatory tweets about, like, nice job assassinating Soleimani. And on MSNBC, they're making people like Elizabeth Warren roll over. Like, everyone's like, oh, it's good. You know, he didn't go through the procedures, but no one will argue that it's not good that he's dead. Like, yeah, Tucker Carlson deserves to be separated from the other um, spreaders of bad. Okay, they, well, you know, since you're you my hear guest, they did the I, thing I, I, where they what thing? analyzed what? COVID cases uh-huh. of Hannity viewers versus Carlson viewers, and, and the Hannity viewers got way more COVID. I did see that. You're right. And I, I, yeah, I was a Tucker kind of was one of these early on guys going. The government's dropping the ball on this. Now, did He's you see guy. the Guardian reported this thing about how this leading peddler of bleach as a cure for all kinds of shit was apparently bombarding the White House with letters over the last few weeks? And uh, wrote to him himself several times. It's he's this reverend or this self-proclaimed minister who uh, mm-hmm. basically has been peddling industrial bleach as a miracle cure. And our own FDA has been in touch with him and said, "Hey, you got to stop p- telling people that chlorine dioxide, uh, which is a powerful bleach, is a wonder cure and a detox." That can kill, quote, 99% of the pathogens in the body, end quote. So uh, according to The Guardian, this reverend, this minister, has been forwarding letters at a rapid clip to the White House. He's having his followers write letters, and uh, he claims that he is the reason why the president got up and spoke about this idea of disinfectant. Have you heard any of Ah, this? Here's another thing on that. From the other side, you know, famous Chris Cuomo with his... um his fucking fucked up way of handling coronavirus. He infected his wife and his kid. His wife has a wellness blog and she wrote in her wellness blog that one of the steps she takes is she makes a very hot bath with a dash of bleach. And she says, yes, bleach. And she's like, my doctor recommended it. And then when you look up who her doctor is, it's like a lot of, it's an alternate healer, like a bunch of, like it's a bunch of like, I know like holistic therapy, energy therapy. Yes. I'm just saying this ain't this ain't a fucking Republican thing. It's like a it's a fucking dumb person thing. Keith, I think they're on a a couple. They're on two different levels entirely. I mean, one is being told by the FDA you have to stop peddling this chemical MMS, as you call it, a miracle mineral solution. It's bleach, and it could really hurt people, including people with cancer and malaria and HIV and autism. You got to stop peddling it. And this guy is communicating with the president who's then going in front of the cameras and talking about internal disinfectant and shining a light up your ass or whatever the hell he was talking about. I mean, I I do think they may be on somewhat different levels. I mean, you know, this isn't... Oh, it's a different... No, it's a different level of the same thing. All I'm saying is is. that that bad junk science, it doesn't spread exclusively to Trump to other places because somehow Chris Cuomo's uh, uh, yeah, life is Yeah, but I give it. him special credit because he's the goddamn president of the United States. So you could argue that that might be the most powerful person on the planet. I mean, it has been argued because we, hmm. until he took office, had this incredible economy. And so now that our economy is in free fall and 22 million, 23 million and counting are on track to be unemployed... At, we're going to see a percentage unlike uh, anything we've seen since the Great Depression when 25%, one in four Americans were sans job. So we're headed yeah. there. And this motherfucker still thinks he can get reelected. 
you know, I wouldn't put it past him. He might be able to. He might be able to. And I go back to what I said earlier. It's because we're getting so fucking stupid. And just when you think there's a bottom to the stupid, it gets stupider. And you sit back and on, you think, it just got stupider. I never thought it would happen. And it did. You know something? During the Bush administration, Joe Rogan, in one of his earliest comedy specials, he had a bit where he was talking about, like, we could put a dumb guy in office. And he was doing it based on George W. Bush. And then he was making jokes about the things that George W. Bush said and how he got away with it and how he started a war based on lies and he got away with it. And then the, the, the punch, the end of the joke, the kicker is that a, a, a voice from the back of the room goes, I think we can go dumber. Nice. But, you, you know, and, it's like it, it's been a continuum. Like it didn't start with Trump. You know that. But um, uh, I do. I mean, have you been watching Plot Against America? I did. I finished it. I don't want to spoil it for anybody who's still watching it, so I won't say. Did you read the book too? Or I did. Either. I like Philip Roth. I'm a big Philip Roth fan. Yeah, so I read it. So the interesting thing is, is that George W. Bush is now being portrayed as the guy that's like the from the age of sanity, and they're you know they're they're doing the revisionist history on on Bush, but George W. Bush was the guy that inspired that fucking book. And I, there's a lot of resonance with specific things about Trump in the book. I mean, in the t- in the show, they throw in some things that resonate that weren't yeah. in the book. Was it David Simon or David Chase? He resonates with um, Trump. Was it David Simon or David Chase? Do you do you remember David Simon? David Simon. Okay. David Simon. Yeah, the, the guy. Be- man. Yeah, the man be- behind the wire and and then um, the deuce, the deuce, and uh, the corner, and and so many other great things. Hey Keith, do you mind if I take this call? It's my friend EJ from California. No, take if the I, call. If I say goodbye to Keith Hartel and I and I spend the last remaining moments here with uh, my other friend EJ calling in. I believe this is EJ from California. EJ, is that you? Hello there, how are you? you? Hey, how are you, man? It's good to talk to you. I I wrapped up rather abruptly with Keith Hartel, and I apologize, but I didn't want to... I know you have been trying to call the show for a few weeks, so I didn't want to miss the opportunity for us to chat. It's been a while. How are things there in uh, uh, California? What You're in uh, something harbor. What the hell's the name of the town? Okay, we're in uh, Harbor City, which is down near the South Bay, near Torrance, California. That's right. Yeah, you're near Torrance, not far from Redondo Beach and all that stuff, right? So how are things there? Are you in quarantine? Are you self-quarantine? Yes. Uh, Darby and I are both in quarantine. Um, she's working from home I, uh, with her classes, and I'm doing a lot of housework and gardening. So we're keeping ourselves busy. Uh, we're extremely cautious when we go out, uh, if we have to go out. Um, and, you know, it's just been uh, just a lot of wait and see and see what's happening. Doesn't that, doesn't that make you nuts? Is like, we don't know. I was saying earlier to Keith Hortel that we don't know which way this thing's going. It's really the unknown, you know? It's the unknown. It is the unknown. And, I, you know, here's the thing. I mean, I, I, I don't know how much time we have here, but, okay, this is really like... I really think this is the, the 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 pause, the halt that America and maybe even the world needed to really take a look, to take a real good look about what's going on and how we live our lives and what's going on to the country, what's going on to the planet. Um, what I'm really surprised about, and it's really not a surprise, but the pollution has really decreased since the pandemic and the and the quarantine. Right. So these are hopeful signs about the future. You know, there's a lot of good things that are coming out from this pandemic. And we're going to be we're going to be going into what I call the post pandemic era. The 2020 is the perfect launching year for a new way of life. And I really, really wish and hope that Bernie Sanders was the candidate of choice, because I really feel that he is the perfect uh, candidate for the new position we're all going to be in because he has the vision. True I don't that. want politics yeah. and I don't want life as it was. I want something new. I'm with you, baby. I'm with you. But you have a pretty good governor of California, Gavin Newsom. Uh, he he runs a state of 40 million people, the fifth largest economy in the United States. Are you proud of the job that your governor is doing? Mm-hmm. Well, cautiously, everything here is cautious, you know. And yeah, I'm cautiously proud of how he's doing it. I think he is um, standing up to um, 
a lot of resistance, I think, you know, like we're doing our own thing out here in California. Now, the turnaround is I've been keeping, you know, we've been keeping our eye on the whole country. And I know New Jersey has had a lot of problems with the coronavirus as well. I mean, you know, the really scary thing is that, you know, we are getting older, as you know, we're not, you know, uh, punk rockers no anymore. spring old chicken. Age, right? Yes. Right. I do know that. Yeah. So like, okay, so like, uh, you know, uh, just 20, 10, 20 years from now, like, okay, I don't, I don't feel like I'm going to be in a senior citizen, you know, assistant living center, but they're being decimated. Yeah. I mean, this is really, I keep really singing bad. that yeah. David Bowie song. We've got five years. You know, that's the song I keep saying. I'm like, maybe the, I, I could squeak out five more good years out of this fucking mess. What do you think? Absolutely. Um, all right. I, I don't know how many years we all have together. I mean, you know, but uh, the thing is, is that like, I'm just really shocked on just how many people, people that, you know, we kind of know about have been affected by it. I mean, yeah, okay, even politicians like Boris Johnson, but I've been hearing about, you know, John Prime, right. you know, the yes. Western singer and, and, and one of the uh, founding members of Joan Jett and the Blackhearts and co-writer with Joan yeah. Jett. Also... Uh, died of this, so it's no joke. It's hey, really happening. It's, it's not true. Hey, EJ, I'm going to grab this other call. Do you mind? I, this person keeps calling back. I don't know why, but i got to take this call. I'll try you back if I can, but let me just... Hello? Who is this? Chris? It is. Hey, man. It's Sean. Hey, Sean. Bass playing pizza delivery... Former pizza delivery guy. <laughs> I hung up on a dude from fucking California to talk to you. You're like... I could throw a rock and hit Sean. What, what, are, you, what, are, you, what are you doing? I What's had to check on? in, man. I, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to be productive Did, and clean the house. And you, you, um, sound, you sound like you feel no pain, man. What's the weapon of choice tonight? Name your poison. Oh, well, my, my, my current... You know, indulgence as it has been for the past twenty odd years is Wild Turkey One Hundred One. Okay, I, uh, all right, that'll do. I have, I actually have a bottle of Wild Turkey Rare Breed, which is like a hundred and eight proof. Dude, and, um, who knows if we're going to come out the other end of this thing? You better crack that bottle. I'm just saying. I mean, oh what no, are you no, it's, it's been cracked. It, okay. There's about right. a third left. <laughs> all right, good deal. Good deal. Hey, do you want to hear something but, from today's uh, press conference with the president? By the way. No, I play. totally don't. All right, here I'll play it for you. Anyway. <laughs> All right, no, I, I, I will, I will allow that. I am because... your redeemer. It is by my hand you will rise from the ashes of this world. And I'm not even sure Sean heard that. Doesn't really matter. Oh, it I was... heard that. Oh, you did. Okay. And where? I'm gonna what... say two things real quick. Yes. Because I know you're running out of time. I am. One. I love hearing the old intro to the show. Thank you. Appreciate it that. Was, it was so nostalgic. I mean, uh, that was, you know, I used to pull over in the days before cell phones. I used to pull over to do a, a pay phone to call into the show wow. on a Friday. Look at you. The old flatterer. And Appreciate secondly, it. I love that you can fucking curse during this bullshit. Goddamn right. I could Fuck curse yeah. all day long. And I like that I could say whatever I want. It's the one hour a week I get to indulge myself. And, and you know, this show will replay on Tuesday on the houndnyc.com, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And sometime between then and now, it becomes a podcast available on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and wherever you get podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and all that crap. But, uh, Sean, how are things at the comic book store? Did you have to close the store because of COVID-19? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. we've been closed. I mean, yeah, you, you were at the shop weeks yes. and weeks ago before the world went tits up. Right. Um, now we've been closed. I've been going in like once a week and doing online sales and yeah. curbside up and whatnot. It's fucking bummer, but, uh, man. You just launched that store. That's the bummer part of it. Hey, Sean. I know. I was just kind of getting in the groove. But, I got uh, to go, man. I'm out of road. You know, I like to keep things to a tight hour, but appreciate you calling in. I do. Really. Thank you, Sean. And EJ out there in uh, California and Harbor City. And, of course, Keith Hartel there in Hoboken, New Jersey. That'll do it for me, Chris T. And stay here. More vintage hound shows. You were young and your heart was an open book. You used to say, live and let live. If this 
ever changing world in which we live in makes you give in and cry. Say, live and let die. This is an important message from the CDC. You have been recognized as someone who has been in direct contact with a person or persons who have COVID-19 coronavirus. You are required to remain where you are and self-quarantine for 14 days and possibly more due to your small wiener. Tiny wieners have willing more quarantine days. Wiener signs like yours could triple your time. Please be advised that you have a tiny wiener.